Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you guys are with me on this Tuesday night. Spring practice for Ole Miss officially started today. Lane Kiffin met with the media. I'll play that for you at the end of this podcast if you want to hear it. But uh, yeah, we're going to start talking about spring football because it is here and there is a lot of interesting stuff with this particular Ole Miss team and spring football. So we're going to talk about it. And I'm glad that you guys are with me. Again, my name is Michael Borky. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Follow on Twitter, like on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, I should say, at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. Also, wherever you get your podcasts, find this one. We appreciate you listening in browser if you are and checking out the website. However, hop on over to your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, Subscribe, like, leave a rating, and a review if you like what you hear. Okay, spring practice. So here's how I'm going to do this, I think. By the way, I know I promised you a uh, a Mike Bianco interview, um, and I didn't bring it to you because it was terrible. And no, not terrible in a sense that Mike Bianco was bad. He's always great and uh, gives... You know, insightful answers. He's really good. The interviews are usually really good. In this case, it was an audio and phone connection issue. That's that's what it was, audio and phone connection. And uh, half the answers you couldn't hear at all. His phone connection dropped completely during it. And so just bring it, bringing it to you guys is just not going to do you any good. It won't serve you a single purpose because uh, audio quality – Live radio, man. It just it happens that way sometimes. And uh, so sorry about that. Um, he sounded like he probably was good. But um, that's all I can really offer to you is that he sounded like he probably was good. And that's really it. So there is just a, a metric ton of storylines with this old Miss team going into spring. And here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to try my best to to spread it out as best I can. I mean, I, I could do every episode of this uh, talking about quarterbacks if you'd like. That is, I mean, that is the most compelling storyline about this team, at least to most people. But two things. I don't want to run that into the ground, number one. And number two, they're more established. Like, you know, you've never seen Spencer Sanders take a snap in an Ole Miss uniform, but if you're a college football junkie, you've seen Spencer Sanders play a lot. Like, you know that he is, at best, capable of playing well at the, or at worst, capable of playing well at the Division One level. You've seen it. You know what you have. You know what you have in Jackson Dart. At worst, he is capable of playing well at the Division One level. So, this isn't like a quarterback battle where you don't know what you have, and so you're so excited to see Jackson Dart for the first time when it's not for the first time. And even though for Spencer Sanders it's the first time in your uniform, it's not for the first time in your uniform. Excuse me. It's not for the first time. It's just in your uniform. They're well-established, and so I am less interested in that. And you're not going to get any real movement. At least I don't think you are uh, this spring anyway. I mean, maybe. The only scenario I envision 
that makes sense that has one of them leaving after spring if it is if it's clear to Sanders that it's Dart's team and he's not overtaking them. I, I just I don't envision a scenario in which Lane Kiffin is naming a starter after spring unless it is so glaringly, overwhelmingly obvious that he um gives one of the other guys a, a chance to get out and find a new home, I I guess. But Based on precedent that we have from Lane Kiffin, there is um, th- there's no way that he's naming a starter after spring. So let's talk about the other thing that I am most focused on. Of course, we'll get into wide receivers, we'll get into offensive line, we'll get into all that. But to me, the thing that is most interesting going into spring is Pete Golding. Him in particular. We- we've already seen the recruiting and, and how well that's going, and it's going well. Um, early returns anyway are, are, are going well. I think he's going to recruit much better than people expected. I saw some narrative that he only recruited well because he was at a, at Alabama, and that's I just don't buy that. That just doesn't make sense. It's just a ridiculous narrative, honestly, to suggest that Pete Golding only recruited well because he was at Alabama and not for other reasons as well. Uh, so the early returns are are looking good for, for Pete Golding and recruiting, but I just want to see what they look like. And, and I'm talking about things as basic as alignment and personnel and, and things like that. I am so curious to see what – what they're willing to show us also, I mean, I guess really the only real looks we're going to get from a team perspective is just a handful this spring, and maybe the entire system is not going to be implemented by now, which, you know, it's we'll see. They're probably not going to show us a lot regardless, but I am interested in what they show because I don't know what it's going to look like. I think it's possibly going to be personnel dependent. I mean, I think that you've got a pretty good small core of returners on the defensive line with Johnson and Pegues and, and Ivy and Jamon Gordon's back and, and Malone. And, you know, they got the, the big uh, nose tackle out of NC State, Joshua Harris, uh, as well, coming in via transfer portal. I assume there's going to be some additions, or at least I expect there to be some additions there, maybe after spring as well. But, do they have the personnel to run a four-man front? Does Pete Golding think they have the personnel to run a four-man front? What about a four linebacker? What about a three-four? Do they have the bodies there? And and maybe that answer is no. I mean, it's what is it? Is it Kari Coleman and Sistrunk and then Gene Baptiste from UCF and Monty Montgomery from Louisville? But do they feel as if they have the bodies at linebacker to possibly do some sort of of four? Like a 3-4, or I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That's the thing. That's the beauty of it. I think that Pete Golding, uh, based on what I understand, is not married to one defensive alignment, that he's not going to force it on them, that he's going to shape what he does based on the personnel that they do have, which is uh, a good thing. But I'm curious to see what that will look like in the spring. But until we see it, of course, you know we don't know for sure. I am so... Uh, looking forward, though, uh, to to seeing how Pete Golding operates at Ole Miss. I, I think that the narratives about him are, are are just ridiculous when you look at the advanced stats and comparing his defenses that he had at Alabama 
to the rest of college football, not to previous Alabama defenses when the game was different than it is today, but I'm talking about what they look like, what they looked like compared to the rest of college football, which was top 10 in basically every category the entire time he was there. Um, I don't expect the same results at Ole Miss, but I I do expect a a dramatic change in competence uh, with scheme and who is calling it. The the experience isn't anywhere close. It's a a dramatic upgrade, but um, that's what I'm looking forward to the most this spring. It's not even quarterbacks. It's Pete Golding in in alignment and scheme and and what that looks like. And, of course, we'll go through all the other position battles and and things like that uh, as spring goes on, but there's there's a little primer, I guess, is the thing that I am looking forward to the most is Pete Golding and what this defense looks like. And, and Monty Montgomery and, and how he moves. I mean, he's played a lot of college football and played well. Uh, what does Gene Baptiste look like? Can Kari Coleman take a step forward? Will they use four down defensive linemen? What will Ty Malone's be, role be? But we won't know that in the spring because he's playing baseball. Um, and then, of course, the transfer portal after spring will be another big story uh, when that time comes. But in the meantime, that is what I'm looking forward to the most this spring. The podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you're in the market for office technology and you're located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, Advantage Business Systems has you covered. Again, ABSMS.com is the website. Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com. Also, the podcast is brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. They've got local decision-making for loans, so all you have to do is call one of their 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi today for more information. Again, it's local loan decision-making and servicing. They also have online banking wherever you get internet access, of course, but it's more than just checking balances. It's fund transfer. It's bill pay services. It's making payments. It's setting alerts. And more. Again, Priority One Bank, 16 locations across the state of Mississippi. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. All right, as promised, here was Lane Kiffin's uh, meeting with the media earlier today. You'll hear some thoughts on the quarterback room. He doesn't give away much because he's not going to give away much. We'll talk about that uh, later, probably this week, depending on how things go with baseball. Um, They're winning three to nothing as I record this, by the way. Uh, back-to-back home runs has uh, opened up that lead for Ole Miss. But anyway, um, he talks about Pete Golding and his quarterback room and more. So pretty chipper Lane Kiffin today, at least I think he was. And here that is for you right now, and that will end the podcast. So thank you for tuning in, and here is Lane Kiffin. All right, so good to get back out there. Um, You know, once again, a lot of new faces um, in our portal world that we live in Um, also again a lot of new coaches so a lot to work on there of getting everybody situated everybody together but uh, you know this would be good to go watch this film and see see these guys run around today Um, I'm sure you quarterback questions all the guys practiced today and rotated in there so um, all looked good so we're excited about I feel like there's a lot of similarities to last year and a lot of <clears throat> last year was the quarterback replacement, but a lot of pieces. Um, you have a lot of new pieces in here this year, um, you know, to look at and to figure out and a brand new defensive scheme uh, to work them into as well. Questions? Go for it. 
Wayne, can you kind of set the stage for us with how you see a quarterback position as spring opens up? Just you know, how how you see that? Um, I just see it being very competitive. Uh, I think Jackson, we actually have been allowed to throw with them, which is a newer rule, I think, in the last year or two, um, you know, before the break, before we weren't allowed to do that with the ball. Uh, And so I think Jackson uh, is throwing really well. I actually was out in California. He happened to be at the same place as Knox throwing, and uh, his dad was out there and commented on that, that it looks like, you know, in the last season and the first year playing so much um, to have some time to recover. It's gotten stronger and has looked really good and and much improved. So that's exciting. Spencer um, was a little limited in throwing initially um, with a previous injury, but he was out there today taking reps. So uh, excited for all three guys. Um, you know, much different than where we were a year ago, um, in my opinion, as far as uh, depth, quality in the room. How important are these next few weeks weeks for the defensive install within a defensive coordinator? I think it's really big, very different scheme than what we played before, and so um, as well as some new pieces and some guys injured and some guys limited in what they're doing. And again, new coaches, um, not just Pete. So uh, a lot of work to do there. And um, we've seen the system work really well at a lot of places. And now we just got to get our guys to learn it. I mean, what, what are the data points at this time of the year specifically that you're looking for with those three quarterbacks that you kind of try to figure it out? I mean, we our evaluations, you know, usually comes down to timing, accuracy, and decision-making are three things that forever we've kind of looked at. But uh, we got a long time, spring and fall, uh, to figure it out and let guys play. And, you know, the goal is to improve depth of every room that you have, and that's when you become a really good team. Uh, I think that, you know, if there was, you know, some rating of quality of the room, I would certainly think that that room's improved from – where it was a year ago. So um, basically to have two returning starting quarterbacks and you know very high profile recruit in there um, that redshirted last year is you know really good and a lot different than once Luke decided to transfer where the room was, especially as you look at basically around the bowl game time. Talk about the general health of the offensive line. I know that a couple of guys had some off-season procedures. Who's out there? Who's not going to be out there? Um, I mean, we're working guys in positions and, and new guys coming in there as well. Um, you know, with with two transfer guys, um, a third one on his way. So, you know, there's a lot of things to look at there in different positions and. Um, you know, some guys like Jaden that will be out. So that just gives other people opportunities. Jeremy Teams, he's out this spring mm-hmm. as well. What, what, what about the status of Michael Pettis? Uh He's fine. Um, practice today and um, look for him to improve on, you know, a really good freshman year.
last year this time you expressed concerns about the incorporating so many new players and, and the cohesiveness. You, you've got the same situation this year. What did you learn last year about the meshing and getting them to play together? Yeah, I feel like we're in a similar situation. Probably not as many impact players, I feel like, maybe this time a year ago that I thought there were going to be, even though it doesn't always paint out the way you think it's going to. And there were couple guys specifically that I thought would have had bigger roles than they ended up um, performing last year so um, I, there'll be a lot of new faces and new names and that that's very challenging um, it's challenging when your staff turns over um, our strength coach and Wilson leaving was a very big challenge because that's your off season um, where a lot of that develops so coach Savage being here again helps that transition that was a very big concern of mine of not just all the coordinators changing um, a year ago, but the strength coach changing. So I think that does help that. What, what, I was, we spoke to Aishin earlier today, and I was just wondering if you could talk about his impact from last season and how much his success this upcoming season determines um, how well the secondary plays with some departures there. Yeah, I think this is a good system, systematical change for him. Gets a lot more NFL oriented. Um, the position that he played here and um, Iowa State was really not. You know, you don't really play that in the NFL. That system in that position. So um, this will prepare him a lot more for the next level and, and really challenge him. Play, you lose Mingo and Malik, and so. This spring, what are you needing to see out of that group returners and some of these new guys that you've got? Um, just really to play really well with the new quarterbacks um, meshing in there uh, with Jackson. And so um, those guys will have a lot of work to do and a lot of production to be replaced um, from those two outside receivers. When you went out and got uh, Jameer Lewis from Southwest Community College, kind of late in the cycle. Um, what, what have you seen of him from off-the-field workouts, and what are your expectations with him? Yeah, I think sometimes, as you would know better than me, you find guys around here later in the cycle that, um, and I think this goes all the way back to COVID, people were missed in recruiting because of that and um, not being out as much. And so I think sometimes you find these guys late and you're looking for certain things. And now with the way the numbers not being, you know, the 25 cap being removed, uh, it really allows you to take somebody like that late where maybe before you couldn't. Um, and because you're losing so many people every year, you know, going out into the portal, everyone has that. So I think where it's, <clears throat> it's limited – some players like junior college players and some high school guys are getting opportunities. In some ways, late, there's been more opportunities because of the limited cap. Anything else, Coach? Go ahead, Lane. I don't know if you got the chance to watch any of the tournament. Uh, but we've got Tennessee and FAU this weekend. Do you have a, a rooting interest in that one? I really um, did not watch very much. A um, bunch of stuff with the kids. Uh, going on this this last weekend, so I did not get to watch very much. But uh, I do know Dusty, he was there. Um, 
when I when I was there at FAU and hired him and really energetic young coach and um, obviously has done an amazing job there. Sure. And uh, kind of going off that, um, Coach Yell, I think, was on the bomb the other day talking about how you uh, I mean, not that I have the answers. I just um, called her the other morning and just said, you know, <clears throat> go to the next game. Um, we've all been in situations where we focus too much on a big week the week before and a big upset and, you know, just talked to her about, so what, now what? You know, like, they're going to hear the players all week are in here how great they are and you know first time going to sweet 16 in so many years and all that stuff and you got to get them away from that focus and get them on to the next game because upsets happen all the time and they're a big story at the time and then if you don't win the next one you know you forget about them so i'm um, just moving on to the next to the next game not that i have the answers but i just had, was thinking about her the other uh yesterday morning all right, guys. Have a good week. Thanks. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.